Memorial Care Health System, Excellence in Healthcare, presents Weekly Dose of Wellness. Here's your host, Deborah Howell. Welcome to the show. I am Deborah Howell, and today we'll be talking about the causes and symptoms of uterine fibroids. It's a common health issue for women as they age, and we'll also talk about some of the treatment options, too. Our guest today is Dr. Yen H. Tran, a physician who specializes in obstetrics and gynecology. Although Dr. Tran was born in Vietnam, she grew up in Torrance, California, and received her bachelor's degree locally at UC Irvine. Dr. Tran is currently part of Memorial Care Medical Group's new Women's Services Offerings, a group that includes OBGYNs and certified nurse midwives who provide care for women through all stages of life and health. Located on the campus of the Orange Coast Memorial Medical Center. Welcome, Dr. Tran. Thank you, Deborah. What is a uterine fibroid? Uh, so, Deborah, a uh, uterine fibroid are the most common pelvic benign tumor in women. Mm-hmm. Um, estimated lifetime risk of 70% in white and 80% in black women. Um, they arise from smooth muscle of the uterine wall. They arise in uh, reproductive age women and typically present with symptoms like heavy period, irregular period, pelvic pain, um, and pressure. And um, fibroid might cause um, infertility and adverse pregnancy outcome like uh, recurrent miscarriages. Okay. And what factors can increase a woman's uh, risk of developing fibroids? Um, there are a couple of factors. Um, so patients who uh, started their period early, uh, earlier than age 10, um, high BMI, um, significant consumption of beef and other red meat. Um, interestingly, uh, vitamin deficiency uh, have shown to be uh, one of the risk factors. Uh, consumption of alcohol, especially beer, genetic predisposition, high blood pressure, and uh, uh, also history of uh, physical and sexual abuse have linked to uh, increased risk of fibroid. When you're talking beer and beef, how much is, you know, uh, a dangerous quantity? You know, uh, in life, everything is, uh, should be balanced. So if a person claims that uh, he or she is on um, a uh, diet that, you know, has... Uh, 60 to 70 percent beef or red meat, that considered to be um, a lot. So um, it's best uh, to um, have the usual amount, you know, try to eat more green vegetables and uh, just limit down to one portion of uh, beef or red meat a, a day or every other day is best. Okay, that's very helpful. And what are some of the symptoms of having fibroids? Um, so, uh, fibroids are brought to medical attention uh, due to um, sometimes symptoms, or sometimes we uh, found it incidentally on pelvic imaging. Um, and um, some of those symptoms are um, longer, more frequent, heavier menstruation, leading to anemia, uh, menstrual cramp, and large abdomen with pain in the lower back or pain during intercourse. Um, some women present with uh, difficulty uh, urinating or uh, increased uh, urinary frequency from the pressure of the fibroid pressing on the bladder. And uh, some women even um, present with constipation. 
And as a gynecologist, I do see a lot of patients come in complaining of um, recurring miscarriage or inability to um, uh, to conceive. Boy, none of those symptoms are pleasant, are they? Now, do all women yes. who have fibroids show symptoms? Uh, thank, th- thanks to God, um, mm-hmm. uh, majority of fibroids are small and asymptomatic. That is one blessing, as you said. And what complications yes. can occur if you do have fibroids? Um, so heavy bleeding, um, as you know, might lead to severe anemia, and have seen people who have hemoglobin as low as four. And oh. um, uh, um, in non-pregnant state, our hemoglobin as a woman should be uh, 13. So uh, four, uh, as you can see, is significantly lower than 13, and it could be very life-threatening. Um, uh, another complication is infertility and recurring mis- miscarriages, um, as well as uh, urinary tract or bowel obstruction or venous compression from the mass compression uh, on the uh, nearby organs. Un- understood. Can fibroids actually turn into cancer? Mm, rarely, but yes. Um, uterine fibroids are very common, and yet uterine sarcoma is rare. It's as rare as maybe there are seven out of 100,000 uh, U.S. women. Mm-hmm. So it's re- relatively rare. And um, uh, the, inc- uh, the uh, increase in age is a significant, significant risk factor for uterine sarcoma. Um, however, young age does not exclude the diagnosis of sarcoma. The incident um, is uh, 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 seen to be four times higher in women greater than age 50. And so um, postmenopausal women uh, with a new growing uterine mass um, should go see their gynecologist um, to uh, be evaluated. Okay, and Dr. Tran, how are fibroids diagnosed? Um, we uh, basically, you know, uh, have to talk to the patient, um, uh, uh, do a complete physical uh, history and physical on the patient, and do a pelvic exam. Um, uh, Sometimes we uh, also order uh, ultrasound or. Uh, histoscope. Histoscope is a slender device that we insert inside the um, uh, cervix uh, uh, to see the inside of the uh, uterus. Uh, uh, Sometimes we um, order hysterosalpingogram, which is a, which is a special type of X-ray for the pelvis um, to see uh, to see the um, um, uh, texture inside the uh, uterine cavity. Uh, and uh, we could also do a laparoscopy, which is a little bit invasive. We basically insert the scope through the belly button of the patient while the patient is asleep so that we can take a look inside. Okay, got it. Yeah, and but majority of the time, we uh, we use the ultrasound. Uh, okay. Yeah. And when is treatment actually necessary for fibroids? Um. So, um, like we mentioned before, uh, thanks to God, majority of the fibroids are asymptomatic. And if it's small, we can just basically follow it. Uh, but once a patient is, be, uh, you know, becomes symptomatic, like severe anemia, uh, if the fibroid is uh, causing uh, other complications, just as um, um, 
urinary tract obstruction or inability to have bowel movement from the mass compression on the nearby organs, or the patient is uh, unable to conceive uh, or suffer from multiple miscarriages, then um, uh, that's when the treatment is uh, is needed. Okay, and is there also medication that can be used to treat fibroids? Um, so if a patient uh, presents with heavy bleeding and painful period, sometimes we uh, put patient uh, on birth control pill. Um, and um, if um, uh, sometimes we also give patient injection, which is the Lupron injection, where we can inject it into the muscle layer either monthly or every three months to uh, uh, de- uh, decrease the size of the fibroid. And... Um, we some, sometimes could uh, place uh, an IUD. Uh, there are three types of IUD, the Skylar, the Mirena, and the Paragard. Uh, uh, at this point, the, uh, the five-year IUD, the Mirena, have shown to uh, help with the heavy bleeding and the pain. I am uh, a recipient of Lupron, and I tell you what, it is a lifesaver. <laughs> what a difference yes. in lifestyle. I mean, you can yeah. become comfortable, and you really shouldn't live in pain. Like this, yeah, yeah, and uh, studies have shown that um, you know it, after three months of Lupron, the um, uh, fibroid uh, 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 could potentially decrease up to sixty percent of its original size. Yes, that's and it's it's something you should definitely discuss with your physician. And lastly, what yeah. types of surgery may be done to treat fibroids? Um. We uh, we could do myomectomy, which is uh, a fancy term we just use to describe removal of the fibroid um, and leave the uterus in place uh, because most of these women uh, still want to keep their uterus for uh, future childbearing. Uh, however, fibroid uh, do not regrow, but new fibroid could uh, come back again. Yes. And um, uh, in uh, older patients who no longer... Um, able to have children um, uh, or do not want uh, to have any more children, hysterectomy could be an option, and I'm trained to do uh, minimally invasive surgery. So Mm -hmm. um, when we talk about hysterectomy, you know, we don't have to uh, uh, face with a big cut. You know, nowadays we could get away with... uh, single-site incision, we can do the full hysterectomy um, through uh, one tiny little incision through the umbilical uh, area. Exactly. I have a final question for you because we're running out of time. Are there other treatments beside medication and surgery? Um, yes. Uh, so uh, we have uh, hysteroscopy, which is a procedure where we insert the, uh, the, the scope through the cervix and uh, we also insert the resectoscope to destroy the fibroid with electricity or laser beam. beam. Uh, sometimes we can ablate or destroy the lining of the uterus so patients don't have to uh, suffer he- uh, heavy bleeding. And there's another procedure called uterine ar- artery embolization. Mm, this is a procedure where uh, we, uh, uh, where a interventional radiologist insert a tiny particles the size of the grain uh, to uh, uh, into the uh, blood vessel that lead to the uterus and this block the blood supply to the fibroid and cause it to shrink. Uh, so, so many uh, options. The procedure. 
Yes. So there are many, many options. Yeah, many options. And the one that um, uh, uh, we are work, uh, where we is still under study is called magnetic. Uh, it's the MRI-guided ultrasound surgery. Uh, but that one is uh, not the standard of care just yet. It's still under uh, uh, more um, uh, studies. Sounds good. Well, I thank you so much, Dr. Tran, for your time today. We learned so much, and we do appreciate you taking the time to be on the show. All right. Thank you so much, Deborah. For more information or to listen to a podcast of this show, please go to memorialcare.org. That's all for this time. I am Deborah Howe. Thanks for listening, and have yourself a great day.